Amen. Amen. I like these little videos to kind of see what we're doing around the world. Amen. This is Lebanon, church family. And it looks like a, play, a church in the United States. Amen. How God, when I was in Cuba, the same thing. We're out there sharing the gospel with this church. And just amazing how God can get stuff undercover. Amen. Come on, church, talk to me today. Amen. It's because we sow these seeds that lots of these ministries are working around the world. So to God be all the glory, great things he is doing. Amen. In the midst of war, in the midst of horrendous things, now I hear that uh, in Tripoli they're having a civil war there. It's like the whole world has gone cuckoo, but we're looking up. Amen. Our redemption is drawing nigh. Jesus said, you'll see these things before his return, and you'll know his return is soon when you see him happening so close together, and that's what's going on. The word for you today, devotional, start this week. So if you haven't picked it up, go ahead. They're at the Welcome Center. Also, get one or two for a friend. They are outstanding. Amen. You ready to get into the word today? Yes. 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 Hallelujah. Father, we bless you. Lord, I watched that little video the other day of Elvis Presley and all the girls are, <laughs> and then we say we're going to get into the word of God and we hear, <laughs> I thank you today for your word because it's your word that gives us eternal life, Lord. I think about Jesus when he said to Peter, do you want to leave too? And he said, where shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. So we'll take the words of eternal life today, Lord. The words that will last us for all eternity. Now, I thank you for your word. It never returns void. It always accomplishes that which it's sent forth to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Go ahead and open your Bibles to Matthew's chapter 7. We're going to be wrapping up our Teaching on wisdom this month. Wisdom is the principal thing. If all you're getting, get wisdom, the Bible says. And what I've been doing the last few weeks is just sharing a couple little examples of lack of wisdom. Is that okay? Here's a couple more. I had a friend that cut his finger while slicing a bagel because he thought his finger was supposed to go in the hole to hold it. Lack of wisdom. I had a boss who forgot his email password while using his iPad. He got so frustrated and said, he'll just buy another iPad. <laughs> well, uh, e passwords follow you, amen? So let's continue again. Wisdom is seeing things from God's viewpoint and then doing it. When we get God's mindset, we're living in a day and age right now where delusion is all over the place. You can't even fathom the things me and Ted were talking. I don't want to talk about what it was about, but it's just a total delusion, the total acceptance, the total, it's okay, it's all right. You know, this is what a 30-year-old professor told me, but the book that's been around for 4,000 years, we don't need that anymore. Well, we see what it's doing to our world without going towards this book, so I'm going to stick with the book. How about you? 
Amen. It's still the number one best-selling book of all times. You can put all these authors, I don't care which ones, James Patterson or, or uh, the, the spooky guy out there or the Harry Potter guy or lady and all that, put them all together, and they don't even come close to how many Bibles have been sold and downloaded. Why is that? Because it's a supernatural book. It has, it has the wisdom and the knowledge to help us get through this crazy life that we live in. And it's just getting crazier, amen? So we hear again, and I'm going to say it again as we wrap this up, statements like, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my child anymore. I don't know what to do with my spouse, job, health, etc., etc., etc. I don't know what to do in life. Look, let, let me just say this, and this is just a little side note. Sometimes parents that are having problems with their kids look at other parents and they say, they're lucky. No, it's not luck. It's doing things. Now, look, I know some kids can have a little bad streak in them. Amen? I get it. I get it. But the Bible will give us wisdom on how to deal with each of our children. Can I get an amen? It's very easy to say, I've had enough, I'm out of this, but there is something about working through a marriage situation. Yeah. Amen? You know what? Well, what if I work through and it still doesn't work? Then I can say, I gave it all I got. Yeah. Amen? I gave it all I got. Now we see that we can ask God to help us by giving us this wisdom. We saw that we can pray for wisdom for ourselves and for others. Paul brought it out so clear, and we looked at it last week, so we won't go over the whole thing this week. But Ephesians 1.17, he prayed this for the church of Ephesus, and that was that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. You look at certain people and you go, why in the world would they do that? Lack of wisdom. And I'm not talking about little mistakes. We all make mistakes, amen? But some things are life-altering. Some things will devastate even your children's future. Come on. I don't know about you. I want it better for my kids than I had. Can I agree? Can you agree with that? But yet, if we don't put things into practice for them, how are they going to have a better future, church family? You know, if we're not making sure we have a devotional time, if we're not taking time to eat together, and I get it, we live in a busy world, but we can't take 15 minutes together. We can't even take five minutes together. How is that a family, church family? Come on, I hear the groans here, but I pray it gets in. Look, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to hopefully give you some wisdom. There is something growing up, man. We, you know, dad worked two jobs and all that, but we always ate dinner together when dad was home, amen? You got together. Well, I got sports. I got this. I got that. I got that. Yeah, but you only got this many years with that child. And all that other stuff is all going to pass away. But this is what you got right now. Amen. So take some time. I don't care if it's just once a week. Take that time to join together and shut the phones off. 
Can I get better amen than that? Amen. amen. Shut them off. Put that phone away. Get it, put it up in your bag. Oh, so, so I'm waiting for an important call. No, you're not. You're waiting for somebody to text you some nonsense. Amen. <laughs> then in Colossians, it also brings out in Colossians 1.9, for this reason we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Say this with me. I am a spirit. I, spirit. I, have, a soul, I have a soul. And I live in a body. In a body. My spirit, spirit is the eternal part of me. Now follow me on this, all right? Now we know we're going to get a glorified body and we know we're renewing our minds, but our spirit has already been perfected because of what Christ Jesus has done and we are in him, correct? We are in him. So for us to say that our spirit is not perfect holy is to say Jesus is not perfect and holy and I don't think any of us would say that, all right? We are in him, not going to be in him, we are in him. Our spirit is the eternal part of us. I can work on my flesh. I can learn my ABCs and my one plus one equals two and onward. And I can develop my flesh. I can renew my mind to remember things, to learn things. But if it's my spirit that has the eternal slant to it, if it's my spirit that's going to last for all eternity, shouldn't I be working on that? Jesus said it like this, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. His word has to become the top priority in our lives. It can't become, if I got time, you'll never have time. There's too many TV shows that are too good to have time. Facebook is too important to have time. Twitter and every other gizmo out there is so important to have time to give God any part. Many people believe this, and I don't. And that's when we die and go to heaven, we're perfect, everything is done. I don't believe that. I believe that we're perfect in our new creation like we are now in our spirit man but I think there's things we're going to be learning throughout all eternity if we're not then eternity is going to be pretty boring amen so down here we could call this spiritual kindergarten first grade second grade and I'll stop right there amen second grade we can get to there and we can learn and develop but not just for the eternal part but for our lives down here also how many need wisdom to know what to do with life? What to do in your marriage? What to do about this health situation? What to do? Let's continue on. We brought out last week that Solomon was, God appeared to this guy, ask whatever you will. And you know, we think about, I dream of genie. You know, rub the bottle and here comes a genie out. And you get three wishes. No, we get a zillion wishes. As long as it goes to the one thing. And that's what Solomon asked for. Just give me wisdom. How I can help your people. When you put God's people ahead of yourself, 
man, God will just lift you right up. Amen? When you're caring about others, here's what Solomon said. Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people for who can judge this great people of yours? Then God said to Solomon, because this was in your heart and you have not asked for riches, wealth, honor of, or the life of your enemy and have not asked for long life, but have asked for wisdom and knowledge for your people, then that you may judge my people of whom I made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted you, and I'm going to give you riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings have ever had before you or even after you. Think about that. Think about that. Where does this wisdom come from? It comes from the mind of Christ, amen? And the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. We look back on week number two on that one, that the Bible says it's when we dig into that mind that it comes up. I think of it like this. It's a deep well, and you just got to keep putting that bucket down there and bring up those living waters. Are you with me, church family? Jesus, it says over in 1 Corinthians 1, 30, Jesus has been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Doesn't say going to be, says it's already done. Amen? Past tense. Now I brought out this one more scripture and now we'll pick up from here. In Deuteronomy 29, 29, it says, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us. Say that, belong to us. God has revealed much, amen? In the same way today, we're living in a day and age of discovery, a day and age of things being brought out. I said last week they could have flown a, a Boeing 747 in the first century if they would have just known the laws of how to do it. But they didn't know the law, so they couldn't fly a plane back then. But all of a sudden, the Wright brothers come along. They get the plane a couple feet up in the air. And from that point on, knowledge explodes. That point on, understanding. The law of lift, the law of drag, all these things come in. Why? It's been revealed from God. There are secret things that belong to God. We don't need to ask God for them. I got enough just figuring out the other stuff. Amen? Here's the great question for guys. How to deal with a woman. <laughs> one day it's this, one day it's that. But God gives us wisdom for our wives. Now you ladies are looking at me and saying, no, it's how to deal with you guys. And God, watch it there. God <laughs> will give you wisdom in that area also. Amen? So, Let's get into today, how do we get wisdom? Are you ready? Where did I tell you to turn? Matthew, okay. We see that wisdom comes through asking and seeking. And this is important because a lot of people in this day and age want everything to just drop on them. I want Uncle Sam to pay off my my educational bills. I want them to pay all these other bills and, and take care of everything for me. I don't. Leave me alone. Let me pay off my own bills. Let me take care of my family. Quit taxing half my paycheck and let me do what I can do. Now, there are times we go through hard times, and I get that. 
But overall, I don't want that type of system. I want a system where I'm seeking, learning, improving, and moving ahead. And I want the exact same things for my kids. I don't want them to learn everything is easy. If don't worry, you don't have to take an exam at the end of the year. It's all just given to you. That's not right. That's not right. How is that fear to the one that's working real hard to get it done? Amen? So here we go. Matthew 7, 7. Everybody there? Matthew, are you there? Watch what he says here. Ready? Say the first word with me. Ask. 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 And it will be given you. Say the next word. Seek. And you will find. Next word. Knock. And it will be open to you. I tried. It didn't work. Then Jesus is a liar. Let's get rid of the book and let's move on. Eat, drink, and be merry, for today we live and tomorrow we die. Come on, that's the philosophy of the world, right? That's the evolution philosophy. That's the uh, uh, atheist philosophy. Hey, I only got one life. There's no judgment after this life. So, man, I'm just going to live hard, live powerful, live, you know, take advantage of every person I can. No! Ask, and it will be given you. Seek. And you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks, say with me, receives. He who knocks, he who seeks, finds. To him who knocks, it will be open. If you write in your Bible or you got a little iPad or whatever you use in there, you got notes, put this right, right next to it. That means me. God wants to do this. For me, that if I ask, he's going to answer. If I seek him, I'm going to find him. I'm going to find these answers to life. If I knock, these doors are going to be open to me. I love the scripture in Proverbs chapter 4. It says, my son, attend to my word. Incline your ears to my saying. Don't let them depart from your heart eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life unto those who find them. Find them. So it shows me I can read this book, the Bible, all I want. But there is something about digging into the Word of God that brings forth revelation, that opens up things that are kept secret from the people that are not willing to dig, not willing to shovel down, not willing to go in. Now look, during the great gold rush in California, there were some people that went out and there was gold laying there and they found it. But as time went on, you got to dig a little, little more, amen? And I think of that in our Christian life. When we first get saved, everything is just thrown to us. It's like a mama with a little baby. That little baby's hungry. Ah, ah. That little baby's got a dirty diaper. Ah, ah. And mama and papa got to run out. Mama and papa got to run out. But when they start growing up, you say, tie your own shoe. Clean your own room. Come on, talk to me. You're hungry, the fridge is over there. Open it up and grab something to eat. What happened? They grew up. They grew up. 
And we need to grow up as Christians too. When I first got saved, I'll never forget it. As soon as I got saved, I started studying end time prophecy this 45 years ago. I started looking into things and I said, oh man, I wish I had a map of the Middle East that I could figure it out. And the next day, the next day, guess what's in the mail? It was a, a letter, you know, one of those square type letters from the 700 Club, and the whole outside was a map of the Middle East. The whole outside. I was just like, you do one of these. And little things happen, and, and I, I wish they would happen here when I'm 45 years later, and sometimes they do, but a lot of times it's through asking, seeking, knocking, asking, seeking, knocking. Now let me explain it a little deeper in James chapter 1. Would you go ahead and turn there? James chapter 1. Everybody okay today? All right, I know summer's coming to an end, but... It's still here right now. Enjoy every day, amen? Enjoy every day. Some of you guys looking at me, kids are getting ready for school. Some of you are going, hallelujah. And others are going, ay, 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 I got to go get this and get that and get it all together one day at a time. Amen. People come in for me to counsel and I always sit them with the same thing, one day at a time. And sometimes, you know, it's one minute at a time. Slow down. You're moving too fast. You got to make them. No, no. See, you all knew the words to that song, didn't you? But then I'll say, give me a scripture. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. James 1.5, ready? If any of you lack wisdom. Now, Brandy taught a couple weeks ago, and she hit on this scripture very hard. So if you didn't hear it, you can go ahead back to that. Scott talked on the wisdom of our tongue this past Wednesday. So grab that. If you haven't seen it yet, you can go to YouTube, Facebook, podcast, all those different ways that we have it. But here he says, if any of you lack wisdom, how many can be honest with me today and say, I lack some wisdom? Hello. How many would say, double dabble do me? Now look, I have wisdom. You have wisdom. Amen? It's inside of us. So we got to quit thinking it's out there. I have made some good decisions in life. You have made some good decisions in life. Would you give me an amen on that? All right, so let's not get to the point of, I, don't, I do everything wrong. Oh, baloney with that. We're not going there. We have all made good decisions in life, but there are certain areas that I could sure use some wisdom on. Amen. Right now, today. Come on. You know, you know, some of you look at me and think, oh, pastor, you just lay in bed and all this. Only thing that comes, and when I'm laying in bed, Amen. Look, we're all on this boat together, amen? We're all rowing against the stream. We're all in this together. I got to seek God. You got to seek God. We all have different callings, different anointings, different giftings, amen? Look, you don't want me operating on you. Can I get an amen on that? Why is that, Pat? Because I throw up. 
Thank God for my wife. Thank God for Diane. I I can't take them poopy diapers. Ever see that one? They have the little video. You see it on YouTube. The guy puts a gas mask on. <laughs> and you still hear him inside the gas mask. Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If any of you lack wisdom. Come on, say it with me. Wisdom. Come on, let's soak in. Wisdom. Any of you lack wisdom, let him ask. Ooh, there's a revelation. Have you Asked about that? It didn't say, ask your Facebook friends. It didn't say, go to Google MD whatever. It said, ask God. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. What if he doesn't answer? What if he does? How does he answer? Sometimes, if if it's that type of thing, he'll answer right through his word. Other times, the spirit bears witness with our spirit. It's not necessarily a loud voice. It's something that you know, I got to go this way. Sometimes it's connections, favor, wisdom from someone else that can say, oh, This is what you need to do. I shared with you about putting the brakes together on my old Vega, and I ended up with extra parts. (laughs) If I had somebody that knew what they were doing better than me, they wouldn't have ended up with extra parts. And as I said two weeks ago, you don't want to end up with extra parts when you're working on your brakes. (laughs) Would you agree with that? Amen. (laughs) But look what he says. If any of you lack Wisdom. Let him ask of God who gives, come on, say it. Come on. Liberally. What does that mean? Whole bunch. Whole bunch. Lots. I like when I'm thirsty, I I got liberality with the water. I can drink as much as I want. Come on, talk to me. I like when I'm eating my ice cream. I don't like when it comes to an end. (laughs) I scrape it. Not the only one, I heard that. I want it liberally. And here he says, God will give to us liberally and without reproach. But he's going to make a statement, and it will be giving you, that we have to take hold of. Are you ready, church family? Here we go. But let him ask in faith. Let him ask in faith. Let him ask in faith. Nothing without doubting. What does that mean? It means I can't say, Lord, I need wisdom. Hey, Sue, I just don't know what to do. Hey, George, I can't figure this thing out. You've asked God, but now you're already complaining or saying you can't find it. And look what the Bible says. With no doubting, for he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. That is a hard statement, guys. I, 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 James, uh, you know, uh, lived with Jesus and on. I'd like to erase that, amen? Let him not think he shall receive anything of the Lord. Now, I'm not saying 
I can't go up to Joey and say, hey, I know you've done this. Well, you know, I'm going through this. Can you give me some, some insight? I'm not saying that. God can lead me to a person. But when I start making the statement right after I pray, I'll never get the answer. This situation will never straighten out. My kids, I don't know what to do. I'm just giving up on them. And many times we say those statements out of anger and frustration. But my Bible say, come on, you got to say this to me. Pastor, we love you. My Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's what I got to watch right there. I need to know what's inside me. And the only way I know what's inside me is through what comes out of my mouth. Now, I heard uh, a minister say this, and it really convicted me, and it's got me on a different journey now. He says, the reason many people don't see answers to prayer is because their revelation has come from someone else, and it has not been their own revelation from the Lord. And it, it hit me because I read a lot of books. I listen to a lot of ministers. Nothing wrong with that. But I just can't read the book and just get head knowledge. I got to get into the word and get heart revelation. There's a personal relationship with God that I got to get. And I'm working on a church family. Anybody else working on it? Well, we just want, I want him. And watch what he says here. Let not that man suppose he shall receive anything of the Lord he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Here we see that we can ask for wisdom, and God will give it. But we have to believe that when we ask, we'll receive from him. And here's where the problem lies. Anybody want to know the answer to the problems? There's nothing worse than listening to a guy teach on healing, but he never tells you what to do. Well, that's good preaching, brother, but give me some steps, amen? Well, there, I know there isn't a one, two, three, four. I get it. I get it. It's that relationship with God. But I'm going to give you an answer to why many times we don't get wisdom. Are you ready? Go over to Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 16. Everybody good today? I'll get you out by 2 o'clock. Don't you worry about a thing. <laughs> Isaiah 28. 8.16. Here's what it says. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold. I love the way God just throws his little gems here and there. Isn't it? He makes you seek. Amen. Thank God. Look, he said in the church, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher for the perfection of the saints, the work of the ministry, the edifying of the body of Christ. I get it. But once I'm learning something, say from a teacher, a pastor, teacher or something, what do I do with that? Can I ask a question? How many of you have ever listened to this great preacher, teacher, Tom Fiola? <laughs> and you go out the door, and if somebody gave you a 10-question exam of what that sermon was on, you'd flunk it. Come on, I've listened to other preachers, and I've, I've done the same thing, amen? Went in here, went right out here. Come on, talk to me. So now she's saying true. Really, Kathy? <laughs> Here we go. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion, New Testament, over in the book of Hebrews, brings out the church of Zion, a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Here is the answer. Are you ready? Whoever 
believes. What did it just say over in James? But let him ask in faith. What is faith? Believing, right? Am I correct in saying that? Okay, now watch. Will not act hastily. Here's one of the biggest problems to revelation knowledge. We're always in a rush. Now here's a different translation brings it out this way. I'm just going to read the last part. Those who trust will not panic. Wow. Will not panic. My kids are going to hell. I would consider that a panic. I'm going to die tomorrow. I consider that a panic. Well, what if I die tomorrow? You'll be with Jesus. All right, you know, I mean, we're all going to die one day, amen? And I don't want to, I want to live out my life, but if I didn't get the full revelation and I die sooner, well, my wife's going to have to pay the bills and do stuff like that, amen? I'll be dancing. <laughs> anyway, let's stay here for now, amen, all right. Okay, so he's saying not to panic, or he's saying don't operate in haste, slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Get quiet. Shut off the radio. Even shut off the Christian music. And just listen. What if I don't hear anything? What if you do? I'm always going to go back to that. What if you do? The majority of revelations that I've had throughout my 45 years of being a Christian came out of nowhere. What does that mean? It means you take time each day to pray, but then all of a sudden, a week later, something rises up. A day later, someone comes up to you and says, hey, yada, yada, come on, talk to me. The next day, a map of the Middle East is in my mail. But I want it now. All right. Let's go on to another little part. We only got about 10 minutes here. There is a way of wisdom coming to us daily. And we see it in the book of Proverbs. All right. Go to Proverbs chapter 9. I want to go through this real quick now. And verse 10. And again, I've said this over and over about a word we're going to talk about now. I'm hoping that you that belong to this church have an understanding of this word. It's the word fear, fear, the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. It doesn't mean to dread God. It doesn't mean, oh, it means to worshipfully reverence God. There's a respect for God. Are you with me, guys? All right. So as we look at these scriptures, we have an understanding of that. Proverbs 9, 10, ready? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You want wisdom? Have a reverence for God. How do you act in church? We call it the house of the Lord. We know we're the house of the Lord. How do you act in church? Start right there, amen? How are you trying to raise your kids? Are you trying to raise them with biblical values or Dr. Spook values? Come on, talk to me, church family. In Psalm 111.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, a good understanding have all those who do his commandments and praise endures 
forever. His praise endures forever. I don't care what the politicians are doing. If they want to lie, it, my Bible says thou shalt not lie. If they want to steal, my Bible says thou shalt not steal. If they want to murder, my Bible says thou shalt not murder. Come on, talk to me, guys. All right? Knowledge. Now, follow me on this, because a few weeks ago, I brought up that knowledge can puff up, right? Knowledge is also good when we don't let it puff us up, but in fact, you must have knowledge. If we didn't have knowledge, how could we be born again? Are you with me, guys? All right, now watch. Go over to, well, let me just read it, and then we'll get to the next part. Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord, the reverently worship of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Wisdom comes through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Wisdom that's going to last you. I didn't say smarts. Many people are smart out there that are going to spend eternity in hell. Amen? I'm talking about wisdom. Here, go to 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 1, right from the beginning. Peter knows he's going to die. He knows he's going to be crucified soon. And now he's given his farewell letter, just like Paul did in 2 Timothy, a farewell letter, amen? Here we go. 2 Peter 1.1, ready? Simon Peter, a bondservant, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith. Say, I've obtained that like precious faith, amen? How? Have uh, with us by the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you. How? Come on, read it. In the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Keep going on. As his divine power has given, us, given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How do we have life and godliness? Say it with me. Through the knowledge of of Jesus Christ through him who has called us by glory and virtue by which has been given to one given to us exceeding great precious promises that through these we may be partakers of his divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust but also for this very reason give all diligence add to your faith what virtue and to virtue what knowledge and to knowledge self-control to self-control perseverance to perseverance godliness to godliness brotherly kindness to brotherly kindness love watch this now and if these things are yours and abound you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ now watch verse 9 and 10 for he who lacks these things he's what short-sighted even blind, has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Now look at verse 10. Therefore, brethren, be ever more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. Wow. Wow. I know, we got quiet in here on that. Never stumble. It's what the good book says, right? Never stumbles. Now look at one more scripture. Go over to Daniel chapter 12. I'm wrapping up. I just want to give you these last couple scriptures here. It takes wisdom to get people born again. 
It takes wisdom on how to share the gospel. Daniel chapter 12 brings out a very interesting scripture, a scripture I take to heart because it talks about the eternal. In fact, the whole book of Daniel talks about what's coming up and what's coming up, the ancient of days and on and on, all right? Ready? Verse 3, 12-3. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. This is why we talk spiritual things unto those that are mature because this measly life of 70, 80 years is but a vapor. He wants us to shine for all eternity. He wants us to be like stars. I mean, they say our star, our star, the sun, is still got at least a billion years worth of energy still within it. We are going to shine forever. But how is that going to happen? Through wisdom. Because watch the next verse. At those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Can you imagine Billy Graham, T.L. Osborne, Reinhard Bunke, people that have led literally millions and millions of people to the Lord? They're going to shine for a long time. Amen? Now look at verse uh, 4. This was a scripture I shared with you a couple weeks ago. But you, Daniel, shut up the words. Remember I said the book of Daniel was sealed. Seal it. When? Until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro. Boy, are we ever living in a to and fro society. And knowledge shall increase. Amen? One last scripture. Let's wrap it up here. Go to Proverbs chapter 8, verse 22. Wisdom is personified in our Lord Jesus Christ. He is all wisdom. He is beauty beyond words. He was with God the Father and the Holy Spirit at the beginning. And here he's saying now, wisdom was there at the very beginning and when I'm talking about beginning, I'm not talking about eternal beginning. I'm talking about the beginning of the earth. There was a day that the earth was made, correct? All right. And watch what he says. Verse uh, 22. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his ways before his works of old. I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning, before there was ever an earth. Now he's talking about wisdom here in the previous verses. We don't have time for that. When there was no depths, I was brought forth. When there was no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth or the fields or the primal dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the seas its limits so that the waters would not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him. Listen to wisdom, right? As a master craftsman, I was daily God's delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabitant world, inhabited world, right? And my delight was the sons of man, us. Now, therefore, listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. 
Hear instruction and be wise. Do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gate, waiting at the post of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life. So it shows again, I got to find it and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul and those who hate me love Maranatha church family, Maranatha. Amen? Wisdom, wisdom. Next week, we're going to start a new series. It's going to be called Little is Bigger. What does that mean? Same church time, same church channel. Amen? Let's close in prayer. Father, again, we thank you for this wisdom, Lord. I want wisdom, Lord. I want wisdom. Oh, Lord. I got nine grandkids, Lord. They're being brought up in a crazy world. I want wisdom to give them little bits, little things to help them maneuver until the Lord returns. I want wisdom on how to conduct myself. Wisdom on how to be a good husband, a good pastor, how to finish my race well, Lord. I want wisdom. Anybody else want some of the things I'm talking about? Let's ask him right now. He says, if any of you lack wisdom, I need wisdom, Lord. Wisdom to maneuver some of the stresses of this day and age. Wisdom for health issues, Lord. For things that are trying to come against us, Lord. Wisdom. Wisdom. fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So we worship you on this day. Holy is the Lord. Holy is God Almighty. Seated on the throne. This morning as we wrap up, the greatest wisdom that you could ever have is him, wisdom personified, and that's Jesus Christ. If you think you're going to get to heaven on your behavior, on your merits, on your works, that's foolish. Very foolish. Jesus said he is the gift from God. Whoever believes on him would not perish but have everlasting life. So this morning as we wrap up this service, if you have never asked Jesus into your heart, you're doing it today or I'd like to do it today. I ask you to pray this simple prayer with me and we'll all pray it together to help you. But say it from your heart. People say, so if I just say these words, I'm saved? No, it's believing the words that get you saved. You can read it right up on the screen here that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So let's do it this morning. Say this with me. Dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ, he's the son of God. I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I believe you died on the cross you rose on the third day. I believe you are the Savior of the world. Thank you 
for being my Lord, my Savior today. In Jesus' name, amen. No one looking around, Christians praying softly. If you're making that decision today, I want to say congratulations. What I'd like to do is just give you a little gift before you walk out the door. It's just a little package to help you as you start off your race. If you don't have a Bible, there's a little card inside that package. Take it to the bookstore, and they'll give you a free New Testament power gift to you. We just want to help you. Just want to help you. That's it. That's it. We're not here to embarrass you. We're not here to, for to point you out or anything like that. So if you're receiving Jesus for the very first time or rededicating your life to him, or you're just not sure yet, but you would like this package before you leave, then with no one looking around, this is between you, Almighty God, myself, and one of our altar workers. Would you slip your hand up? Let them see it. There's a hand in the back there. Thank you, sir. Thank you. If that's you, just slip your hand up high. Let them see it. They're just going to put this package in your hand and help you in your newfound faith or rededication to the Lord. If you're receiving the Lord for the very first time, rededicating your life, or you're just not sure yet, just slip your hand up. Let them bring you this gift. Okay. For our brother that raised your hand, the Bible says that up in heaven, the angels rejoice. So we like to just celebrate with you. Now, Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you again. It's been a beautiful summer, Lord, and we thank you for that. As we start going into the month of September and the climate starts changing and the, the field starts changing, Lord, I thank you that you said that you would never leave us, be it springtime or harvest, be it summer or winter, Lord, that you're always with us. And I thank you, thank you for that. As we see our world going crazy more and more each day, we trust you, Lord. You prepared us. You didn't scare us. You showed us in advance what to see, and you've given us the courage to get through it. So I thank you today. I thank you for each and every person that's here. I thank you again that you have made us the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors that we are highly favored and deeply loved and we are blessed go be a blessing don't forget to pick up your word for you today devotional <laughs>